This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening and welcome back, everybody. How the devil are we all? I always point in the wrong way, don't I? I need to get used to these cameras. Down, boy, down. Welcome along. It is question time. And we are going to be carrying off where we kind of finished in the show earlier. Remember, it is your show. We talk about whatever questions you put into the chat. and We will discuss them. But we're going to start, as you know, we always start you off with a question. And that one is going to be, whose corner are you in? It's going to get interesting. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Thank you very much for joining us. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And your favourite podcasts.
is your host. All right, Chris. All right. Well, welcome back. Yes. We always start off with a question, and I've, I've thought about this yesterday. I thought we'll start with this one because there are the rumours that one person might be dropped for the other, etc. And it kind of came up in the press conference review earlier, and we got a diversion of opinions. Is that the right word? Uh, a difference of opinions, I should say. Uh, and talking of which, Leicester fan is back in again, and Gray is back. Gray, <laughs> who, who says one word? Iverson, <laughs> we will be discussing that. That will be the topic that um, kicks us off. And then, so please put your questions into the comments. We won't obviously necessarily get to them straight away because we'll be discussing the questions as we go through. But um, yeah, well, let me. Uh, well, first of all, sorry, Highfields, jolly good evening, Chris. Good to and good to see you as well. Hi, um, Highfields, how are you? Um, then they're all they're all starting off already about uh, about uh, Brendan. Um, we're going to say Phil. First of all, bringing you. He was in earlier. We know which side of the fence he sat on. No splinters for this guy. Brad, good evening. Good evening, mate. How are you? Not so bad. You ready for part two? Yeah, and then part three and part four and continuing <laughs> on to midnight. I think I think we need some of those lovely young ladies that come around with the scoreboards. Although I don't know yeah, if you allowed that these you days. You won't need too many. We're everyone first round, mate. <laughs> Terry is in. Good evening, Terry. You're my referee. Of course, we've got our third partner in crime. Always joins us on a Friday. Lovely to have him in and say welcome. What's his name again? Yeah, Charles. Good evening, Charles. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Uh, I don't think that'll help. No. Nah. <laughs> Very good, Dave. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm good, mate. Nice to see you guys. Um, well, like, I mean, mm. there is... And, and we were kind of, well, we, we were sort of on one side of the fence. So we'll come to you first, Dave, and, and get your thoughts on this as they will kick things off. Um... Do you stick with Ward or do you give Iverson a chance? Ward, who, um, yeah, well, let's be honest, he has made made uh, made the odd mistake, but the defence in front of him hasn't exactly been brilliant. You know, it's not his. You can't blame him for all twenty-two goals. Or Iverson, who's never played a Premier League game in his life, and when he did play the war, you know, the friendlies before the season kicked off, had a couple of absolute clangers in there. Which side of the fence do you go on? Ward. I think I'd stick with Danny Ward. Um, the games, I, well, I've seen the games and um, oh, I'm feeding back to you. Is that right? No, uh, I'm not here. No, you sound fine to me. Okay, good. Um, he's made some pretty good saves. Uh, he collected crosses pretty well. Southampton, Brentford, he did okay. Yeah, he's made a couple of howlers. But then, to be honest, if I was playing behind that back four, I'd, I'd be panicking. Um, and you know, I remember last was it last year or the year before Danny Ward saved a few penalties in shootouts yeah. in the cups, and the call was for him to replace Schmeichel um, yes. because he came off his line and he did this and he did that. Um, and you know, he's not just turned into a bad keeper in five, six, seven games, but his his defensive protection is nil. This is what we said, wasn't it, um, Brad? I mean, 
you expect a goalkeeper to be able to save so much, but it is he is part of the defensive team. And if you know when when, when Schmeichel, we said this earlier, oh, I said this earlier, didn't we, Brad? That Schmeichel had Fuchs, Morgan, Huth, and Simpson in front of him. I mean, what you know, if he put those four in front of um, Danny Ward now, I'm sure he wouldn't have conceded 22 goals. No, he certainly wouldn't. And fans need to take that into account. I can tell you this. I've 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 won man of the match before, conceding four goals in a game. Because I had that many shots to deal with and made that many saves, you know, keeping it down to four was a blessing. And sometimes it's appreciated and sometimes we want instant success. I think there was a big panic over Casper. I think we forget the things that we moaned at Casper about, his distribution, his inability to collect corners, are two things that, rightly like Dave pointed out, Casper, uh, Danny Ward does better than Casper. You can't deny it. He can distribute ball and actually keep fucking thing in play more times than not, let's face it. And he actually does come and collect corners. Not the most successfully sometimes, granted, but every <laughs> keeper has their moments. It's his first ever time playing in the, in the big leagues. You've got to expect some... Some errors in there, and again, he's dealing with this defense. We talk about managers. I brought it up. I brought it up last uh, in the show earlier. David De Gea went through similar torrid form, conceding tons of goals against, but it weren't all down to him. He had a horrible defense in it, and guess what? When that defense was tightened up and reassured, he stopped conceding them goals, and the saves were being noted, and everyone, oh, actually, yeah, he has still got it as a goalkeeper. You've got to give him time. Would they drop a striker if he hadn't scored a goal in seven games, but he he'd had no service at all? I think if it wasn't Schme- it wasn't Schmeichel, it wasn't Vardy, um, yeah. possibly. But yeah, I, I do do get your point. Um, I mean, I, Dave, we've got Smithies who we've signed um, now. I know you know he's he's only the the new Yapukovic and he's there because. You do need a third goalkeeper because if, you know, if Ward was to get injured during the week, you put Iverson on and then Iverson gets an injury during the game, you you know, who, who, so you have to have that third keeper. But if you're talking about um, a sort of experience, he has played in the top league, he has played in the championship and he has got the experience. So wouldn't you be maybe using him rather than Iverson at this point? I don't know. I mean, Iverson was at Preston, wasn't he? Yes. On loan and had a great time up there, no doubt about it. But as you say, he's had no experience at this level. Mm. Um, Smith is well, I don't know. I I think Danny Ward would be pretty miffed to be fair if he lost his place to him, and I think rightly so. Um, I think that the problem seems to be that back five or six or whatever we do, including Ward, don't get on. I've noticed in the games, I've been watching other bits of it and seeing, you know, there's a lot of um, aggression there. Not, It's not this controlled aggression where you come on, boys, that type of thing. It's anger. And and that worries me because, you know, you, you're going to look for somebody to blame. And it, uh, Brighton was a classic. Brighton's a classic. I mean, it was so obvious that there was something seriously wrong in that game, which is why... I was saying Brendan's got to go because he's, he's losing the team there. Um, and the same at the Spurs game. Heads went down. Um, the keeper can't keep the spirit going, which is what Smichael could do. Um, yeah, he couldn't collect crosses for life. He couldn't distribute. 
but he held. Did he keep that back four on their toes? And that's what Danny Ward needs to do. He needs to be more assertive in the right way. Brad, is it frustration that, that's getting to the players because things yeah. just aren't going right, do you think? Yeah, of course it is. You, you, you're bound to get frustrated. And you can, and I've got to give credit in his press conference, you can make it up as much as you like and, 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 and put a spin on it as, as, as much as you like in terms of when you get asked them questions, you give the obvious answer, the positive answer. Mm. Um, which obviously not, not all managers do, but that's what you expect the majority to do when I send difficult questions. But Dave's right. You can see it clear as day. There is some bad cohesion. The thing is, um, when it's like this, it's it, it shows you the different contrast in football because if, say, Leicester had won four out of them six and were where people were expecting us to be, and Danny Ward was the best thing since, since sliced bread, you know, and things were better, then when the mistake was made and, and, and Ward's given, you know, barking it and DD, the positive attitude gives you a better response. It's not seen as criticism. You're not getting in his face. You're not... You're under stress. They know the pressure they're under. They're not stupid. They know the situation. They know Leicester are 20th. They know they've got one point on the board. And that doesn't help the situation. They, and that's, in reality, that's what we're clinging on to. We're just clinging on to things just click Monday night. Because that's where we're at, whether we like to face it or not. The entire mm. squad. This isn't a goalkeeper issue. This is a club issue right now. And any club, I don't care how good you are, in a crisis like this, They've got to get their heads together, and that's Brandon's job, and that's why I, uh, you know, we we sit where we sit on the Brandon situation as well. I mean, I did just say to um to to Gray there. So what what's your argument for uh for Everson in? Um, and I, and I do sometimes think this is it. Give him the chance. We are playing uh, Lowly Forest. Uh, Lowly Forest have won a game. We haven't. Uh, so they're not as low as us. But Dave. You can't just say, well, because he's not playing well, we're going to, you know, um, we'll seek somebody in. If that somebody hasn't really necessarily going to improve the person that he's he's replacing. No, because I think you've got to consider the other reasons. I mean, I haven't seen indeed he have a decent game. Um, yeah, I, I can't, I, I still go back to the what the hell are they doing with midfielders in the back four. Uh, I, I just can't get that at all when we've got to two defenders. I know you are talking about Soyuncu earlier. Um, he must have done something pretty bad because I know he was caught out of the second season, wasn't he, with his pullbacks and everything mm. else he does. But surely a manager talks to him and says, look, stop doing that, Cags, it's rubbish. You're going to get caught out and look stupid. If in doubt, hoof it. Let's get away from this you know, tippy-tappy stuff. Let's hoof it if you're in trouble. And, and let's get your confidence back. So you've got to look at those. You've got to look at the fullbacks who in my view, get the ball and then only go one way, and that's backwards. We're not... Mm. Apart from Thomas, so I think you had a pop-up the other week. Um, Thomas seemed to be the only one... Um, I mean, he made some terrible defensive errors, but the only one going forward. Yeah, uh, that, that's just that, that's my only issue with him, is he's, he's terrible at tracking back. He just can't yeah. seem to be able to do it. That is his big weakness, but he knows that. And, I'm a, you know, it's just that that's my only issue. Maybe he should be turning to a midfielder, you know, like... I mean, Gareth Bale started off as a full-back, didn't he? There's no reason why he can't. Yeah. He can show the qualities. Yeah. And if he's one of them that can't do the tracking back, put him on the right wing. Why well, Pereira's not there? Yeah. It's, yeah. What, what, what have we got to lose? Because I'd rather give him a go than Perez, I'll be honest with you there. 
Yeah, me too. He does some good stuff. He does some good stuff, but then he's he's not his heart's not in, and he does some bad, pretty bad yeah. stuff. You know, people thought uh, I'd never mentioned Perez and Perez's name. <laughs> you started another argument off there. Uh, Gray says, if Danny Ward is good, why is he indecisive, slow reaction, uh, and dithering? But then, like we just said, Schmeichel with we say was good, and but he couldn't kick a ball down the field. You know, he used to kick it to his mates, I'm sure, in, in, in the stands either side. If so, you, yeah, I, if, yeah, if Chris, if you don't know what your back four are going to do next. Mm. And watching the games, I don't know what they're going to do next. Whether they're going to turn back, whether they're going to get caught in possession, whether they're going to, you know, play out wide to people, he's he's going to be a bit unsure of what he's supposed to do and where he's supposed to be, you know, because it, that's how it works. A goalkeeper has to work with a defence to get it right. And I don't all this defensive coaching. I don't think it happens. It can't do because we've said for many. Many weeks, seasons, months, whatever you want to say, Brad. What the hell is um, Torre doing at the club? Well, yeah, but people say that. But our biggest problem was last season we were conceding what felt like a, uh, probably 39, 38 corners uh, mm. with goals from corners because we seemed like we were conceding a goal literally every game from set piece. But Brendan actually gave us a little bit of a lesser disillusion to that because until the capitulation against Spurs, it was a one-off because we'd only conceded one goal from a set piece. So something has improved. It's just when that confidence goes, that indecision goes. Someone already said it there. I think it was actually, surprising enough, sensible words. Can't believe I'm saying this, but a Forest fan was talking about the e saying about the egos of the players. And he's not wrong. Whether the nicest pie or an office is at Ronaldo, they have pride and egos. And when it gets dented, you get indecisive. You start to question your own ability. And you see that when I've done my tactic board, for something, when I've been saying that they, they follow the ball. You have three players going to a ball that even the seal on the sidelines going, what the fuck are you doing? I know I didn't tell you all to go to the ball. One of you needs to go and they've got it back and they've scored. You know, that, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're so scared to stop that ball getting there that some of them are overcommitting. And they just make yeah. basic, basic errors. And it's just something that they need to get through as a team. Yeah. The True Red says, <laughs> I've got to be honest with you, thanks for your thoughts, True Red, but you know things are really, really bad when Nottingham Forest fans are giving you advice. I need to read the stream now, Chris. I'm done. Take me out. I'm done now. I've got to agree with a Forest fan. I feel for <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I think, I mean, we've said, it's just about getting that first win because the longer we go without that first win, yeah. you know, we've seen teams do it before. It's like an albatross around your neck. And we've done it before, haven't we? We've done it before many times. Yes. It's been dangerously, well, even the the season before the great season, you know, we we Mm. just sneaked a goal, sneaked a win, and we we went on a run. But I remember back in, I I keep going back in time, but uh, the 70s, we bought a guy called Chris Garland and it changed the whole season. Uh, He didn't score as many goals as I actually thought he did, but he did score some crackers and some special ones, and we we got out of it. So we just need... I mean, we need Vardy to start firing again. I don't know what, what's wrong with him, but we need him to we start. Need the, cohesion back. the cohesion's back because they're passing into yeah. spaces and because these players are still undecided, like, oh, should I be running? Should I not? Sometimes it's in front of them. Sometimes they've run yeah. and they've not read. They've not, they need to get the cohesion sorted. I hope they've been doing... I hope they've been doing some form of team building away from this 
Yeah. Now with a lesser squad as well, just doing some team building exercises, getting the mentality up. I'm sure, I really hope so, because that's a basic thing you try and do when morale's like. Do you think, Dave, I'll come to you with this one first. Do you think we've got this set-piece coaching? He's had three weeks um, to sort of get it right. That first week, he probably looked at the Spurs game and thought, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, are we are we hoping too much? He's not going to sort of turn things around, you know, that quickly, is he? I'm very cynical about these specialist coaches. I mean, these guys are professional footballers, paid a lot of money. Uh, you know, the basics should be there. If somebody's free on the penalty spot or running in from the edge of the box, we can see it. Why can't they see it? You know, why can't they have their men to pick up? Why can't they defend properly? Um, why do they turn their head away when somebody's going to shoot? You know, that that's yeah. not, you know, that, that's not, that, that's commitment. That's yeah. not um, tactical or set-piece coaching. That's just... Yeah, it's, a good, it's, a, it's a good point. Um, I mean, I'll say to you, Brad, you know, I've noticed this. That I don't always think the Leicester players are talking to each other. They shout occasionally, but they're, they're not, not. Sort of, you know, watch out, man on, you know, the, the obvious yeah. things. And again, that comes down to a bit of cohesion. When, when you're in that situation, sometimes as a player, you want to be the hero. You you read the headlines, if, we can, if I can get this goal from this position, I'm going to, oh, crap, I put the ball away. I should have heard, the, I didn't, you know, and you get, I'm not, not excuse me, I'm just looking at it from a player's perspective and that. And, and the thing is, you say maybe three weeks isn't enough. I think there is, depending on how them set pieces are drawn, because I'm not 100% convinced it's not committed. I feel like with the movements that you see them make, where they go to step and they don't step and they go to step and then they look and then they go to step, I think they're deciding whether or not it's now they press or is it when he gets here that I press? And I think there's yeah. miscommunication in the tactics. And I think maybe the coach can analyse that because he will, it depends on the, the personality personality of the coach. Is he the one that sat there for the first week of training and just sat back and watched it and analysed it so he could get his data or see, see it with his own two eyes? Because if he's that sort of one, he might notice something and go, Brendan, you need to get your lads stepping up. If you want to get that ball forward, and he might notice something from the way he they defend set pieces it gets them on the front football. If he does something drastic and it pays off, we might see it actually turn out with how we defend a set piece. Keep a keen eye on the first set piece we have to defend on the first yes. big yeah. attack and see if we notice a difference because that, that would be seen how he goes about his job. You've also noticed the back four don't watch each other. Johnny Evans in a few, couple of the games I've seen was trying to push him up and oh. you've got the two full backs not even looking. You know, uh, and that's the golden rule, isn't it? You keep yes. your eye. Not only is he the and that, if, and that tells me that's instructions to these young, the younger lads don't want to focus on anything. What we talk, I've got to sit to the bar and sit to the bar and push forward. But if they're drilled into that, yeah, maybe he wants to break that mentality from the group, and he can pick that out a bit. Just give them more freedom. And, but it's you know, pretty basic, Brad, though, isn't it? Eh? Yeah, of course it's it is. But sometimes you don't want to put your rocks. No, it is. It is very definitely the, the worrying bit. Last point before we move on to a different topic. Thank God. <laughs> 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 Joking, but I'll, I'll ask it you both. But I'll come to you first, Dave. We we had this under twelve. This laborious horrible passing the ball about. You know, backwards across the field, crab like play. Brendan came in. 
and suddenly got us playing exciting again. But yeah. where has that exciting play gone? Because he's now taken, I think, steps back, and we're now playing back how Prell had us playing. Why, you know, why hasn't he got us playing the exciting football again? He well, got the best out of yeah. Vardy because Vardy wasn't scoring when he took over, and he got Vardy scoring again. I think there's two issues there. One that nobody's moving. You see somebody's got the ball, like Johnny Evans say, and nobody's moving for him or showing for him. So he's got nowhere to go. So he goes sideways. And then one of the full backs looks up. There's nobody going down the line. Barnes is sort of dithering around midfield. So it goes back to Evans and then it goes back to the keeper and then it comes back. And that's the reason because nobody wants to lose the ball because the crowd will get on their back. So if you're mm -hmm. constantly booting the ball for Vardy up front, Ooh. then hello. <laughs> it's his usual uh, around now uh, internet problems with Brad. So he'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. Long, didn't take me long to get rid of him, did it? <laughs> what did you say? Uh, yeah. So, so the problem is that the they're lacking confidence. They don't want to lose the ball because they will be crucified if they keep giving the ball away. And giving the ball away, you've heard the crowd when it goes up the front and straight back. Oh. Yet the alternative is to pass it around at the back. I think Johnny Evans is probably in the top five for the number of passes made. Um, and they're not good ones. I mean, he mm. tries. He actually does try to play it wide and deep at times. But nobody else will because they'll give it away. And if they give it away, either the manager or the crowd will give them stick. And yes. there's, there's nobody in midfield. Madison I've seen out of position so many times yeah he's the main man he should be looking for the ball all the time in that middle and yeah. then he should be laying it off as, as he does when he does it well um and Vardy should be looking to work with him which he used to do yeah because they, they know what they're doing between them but it just yeah. not happening Tielemans uh, I I mean you can't say he's not trying but he's, he's and he he has played a couple of games where he's found that through ball but he's not the man he was. Um, yeah. I mean, John and... says there uh, he's just subbed Tielemans and Madison into his dream team. Madison, yes, Tielemans, I wouldn't have him. Well, in fact, when we picked the team last night, I'd, I'd actually yeah. dropped him. And I, I, I think he should be given time off as well. You know, he does give um, you 100%, though, Chris, which I would question some of the others. Um, well, I mean, I. I Pratt hasn't I, been given the chance, I don't think, has he? Really? No, he hasn't. No, you know. But I, um, I, I wouldn't. Um, well, there's a few yeah. that haven't been given a chance, and when you're losing games like that, you have to give them a chance. So I'm trying to. <laughs> I've tried to block him, but it's not working. You know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that. There we go. That's blocked him. I <laughs> oh, love it. God, that's um, scary, isn't it? Elton Wellesley, yeah. eh? <laughs> um, yeah, um, Brad, this point to you. You obviously have you, you hopefully sorted your internet problem out, but I just, I just feel like I say that everything that Brendan did right when he came in, he's taken a step in back because he's it, there isn't that exciting football anymore. We said the other night about you know getting the crowd growing, and but the crowd have got to have something to get going about, and we had that when he first came in. We don't have that now. Yeah, the, the, the problem is, and this is probably what separates Brendan from being a good manager, because, you know, you say what you like about the style of playing where we are now. He has brought us success. There's no denying that. He's brought success 
at Celtic beforehand. So he is a good manager when things go well. The problem is Leicester's next step is probably to start taking after the bigger teams. And that is having a plan B that they can use almost like an away kit. They, it, use, it, use it when needed, but they're very good at it. The problem is, clearly, they can work on it as much as they like on the training ground. They just can't seem to get to grips with it. And that's this pass it sideways, build it through the middle, patient, and then pass it into the net almost. And whether Brendan obviously, Brendan obviously either needs to make a decision. It's either admit defeat, see Leicester go all out attack one day, go for it and play with freedom, like we, use, like we have seen on Brendan, and comes up with a plan B. Or he hopes stubbornness pays off. And that's what I said we will eventually get him sacked. So, going off that basis, I think it's going to be another frustrating it is. afternoon for it us. Is. Unless he does what I first suggested. Well, is- we can draw the line there on the um, uh, goalkeeper front. And we can move on. And we'll do another question. Um, we've got a few uh, up in the... Uh, um, uh, chat, but yeah, I just put it up there. So let me just put this up again. Sam Borman, Elton Wellsby, coming to the channel. We're going to be having a, a scouse evening there. Uh, Elton Wellsby, a, a big Everton fan. Stan Borman, for those of you that remember him, a big German, fa- a big German fan. A big, he wasn't a German fan. That was a thing. A big Liverpool fan. And uh, I did play a clip the other day of his famous German interview with Des O'Connor, and I, uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> Warned by YouTube that uh, Fremantle <laughs> TV said take it down, despite Stan Boardman saying I could use it. But there we go. Uh, but they are coming up, and no doubt for anybody that doesn't know his German, I'm sure he will tell tell it on the evening. Because having said that, it will be a pre-record. Not that I don't trust Stan at all. I'm doing it as a pre-record just in case. So we can see. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Right. This was on Terry posted this earlier. Um, Although it will not happen, what are the panel's opinions on if players were put on a low wage to beat FFP and to encourage performance and top up with big win bonuses? The only thing that I personally can't see any player agreeing to take a drop in his basic wage doing that in. Dave, to you first with that one. No, I think it's I think it's the way that it always used to be done. Mm. Win bonuses were big things, um, and it worked. Um I'm guessing there's still win bonuses in in the contracts. Well, there are, but um, there's big contracts as well. That's the problem. Mm. So if you're picking up under grand a a week or whatever ridiculous amount it is, you you know, are you really going to go for it? You know, you kiss the badge, do what you like just to show, but you're really going to go for it. Whereas Mm. if you're on 50 plus 40 or whatever bonus, then just maybe you might put that little bit more into it. You'd like to hope not, but I think it, does count, yeah. But then, Brad, we're going to these players when we start. Well, I don't think anybody that's on a contract now will not agree to step that you know to take a step backwards. And if the contract's up for renewal, they're not going to re sign on a lesser contract unless you may be like a Perez that doesn't you know isn't going to move anywhere else. But if we're not offering those sort of wages, we're not getting the players. It's as, it's as simple as that, isn't it? Well, yeah, it is because you've got a match market, but Leicester's wage structure 
isn't actually that bad in terms of what they pay their players. There's actually a surprising amount of players on, on, on what you consider reasonable wages. Still high, because it's still ridiculous that a player's getting paid 30, 40, 50 grand a week, in my opinion, still. But not as high as maybe people think. I think it's inflated in the media. I think you get the actual release of them. A lot of our players, it's like, you, you would you'd, you'd expect to be on maybe 60, 70 grand a week or still on 30, 35. Again, they're contracted bonuses. It's, the problem is two things. Football's not, you know, very much completely money orientated. It's not players on three grand a week, 15 grand a week or whatever, uh, and, and being on them sort of wages anymore in the Premier League. We're talking, you know, like I said, a minimum probably 30 grand. To, mm. to some so that's changed as well and unfortunately the only time you ever really see players willingly take a pay cut when Leicester got relegated and clubs have gone into administration it's only at the dire straits that they'll sort of players get a moral conscience enough to go oh, I'll take a cut for it and that's only them players that are really connected to the club as well with some players that go oh, I'm off in a bit yeah yeah we'll go a bonus to move out for it I suppose, Brad, you can understand that, can't you? Because you look what's happening in Kante at Chelsea. He's knocking on a bit now. He's the last year of his contract. He's getting injuries. Chelsea aren't going to offer him a new contract. Yet, what's he, the things he's done for that club, you know, there's no loyalty to the other side either. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, you, you've, you've always got that. But then, you know, you could say, well, Kante's done what he's been paid for. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've had many jobs during my, my, my long life and I, I left a company um, to go to another job because they offered me more money. Um, and I'd been there sort of, well, the whole time since I moved down south. Uh, funnily enough, it didn't work out and they took me back. But I didn't show any loyalty because it's not like I'd sort of, you know, <laughs> grown up. I didn't, you know, whether you support the club or not. So... It, it, it is a it is a difficult one to, to to decide on that, but maybe for new players, yes, um, Terry. But like you say, we, you know, if it means that we're going to compete less with clubs around us, that I'm not saying the big six, but clubs around us like uh, say Forest and all these you know clubs Ooh. like that, we've got to compete with the wages. Otherwise, we're just not going to get the best players. You know, um, David, the next one here. David, on your earlier stream, Chris, I said no in set piece coaches work with team cannot be worse, gives Ward the benefit of doubt. And it, oh, hang on, no, nope, that's the wrong one. It was somewhere saying about um, the new set piece coach. I said he's been with us for three weeks, uh, but has he been with America? Do we know? Because he's still, he's still with America, isn't he? Part time, yeah. and with being the international break, it's a very good point. Does that mean that we've not had him for the whole three weeks? Well, Brendan gave the impression we have. Um, yeah. Because he said Brendan, he's had yeah, three weeks to settle in and he's got his ideas. Well, and I, 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 I just wonder if it, it was something to agree because clubs do sometimes talk when it's not really that important. It's just a friendly or whatever. And it's like, yeah. you don't really need him, do you? We, we could use him. He's just got here. We want him here. And he might have signed an agreement with the agreement that he'd at least for the first international until the World Cup mm. stay with Leicester. Because he's going to go away. I mean, they're in it, aren't they, I assume? They're in the World Cup, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was assuming that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leicester are going to lose them, but I don't think they're going to 
welcome him in and after all this delay and then say you can bugger off for two weeks, they're gonna I'd assume the club would have done that. Well, yes. Um then we signed a uh, a head of recruitment that couldn't come until the window was over. But then again, if he'd been in, he couldn't have signed anybody yeah. anyway. And just the thing about financial fair play, has anyone thought about the contrast it might have taken in losing a guy who signed a six-year contract or whatever it was not long ago before he swiftly departed to someone? How long was his contract? He got, he signed, he must not be named. Yeah, five years, wasn't it? Yeah. And he was he was on a bit fair bit of wage. I can't imagine, with the greatest respect to him, that this bout phase is on anywhere near what Fafana was on originally, because Fafana wouldn't have been on that. So, what, what was that taken into account? Has that differentiation been taken into account by financial fair play? I don't know. I'm genuinely asking. It, you. I don't know. It's, it's got uh, to do because yeah. that's financial fair play, isn't it? Yeah, we told him is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. records over like projectory wage spenders because we've lost X amount, we're only paying this player that amount. So we, you know, throughout this financial year, we're now already spending less on a wage structure. Is that, is that something the club would have already got forward? Well, I don't know because they, they weren't guaranteed in selling him. They didn't want him to go. No, but that's what I mean. This is the yeah. in the wage structure uh, within that. I think, I think, I think we no, have to, no. with the FFP, we must remember this, that... We are now on the watch list of FIFA. And yeah. FIFA's, FIFA's FFP is a lot more uh, stringent than the Premier yeah. League is, whatever we say it is. And we only just got away with not breaking the rules last time we were in Europe because of COVID. You allowed so much COVID um freedom if you like that we weren't getting the money yeah. in and it's like the premier league we are actually by buying the ladies team that gave us a little bit of a a, a, a gap with the premier league fair play so we do have to watch this um yeah but that's what i mean i wonder if now yeah. that's been taken into account right maybe ease the issue a bit how how would it be if we'd gone out and bought a load of players in the summer yeah exactly uh, and then we qualified <laughs> Sorry, you can't come in. You know, yeah. and Leeds we know Man City would get away with it. We know us and West Ham wouldn't. You know, but um, actually, the, the the American national team actually played Japan um, last uh, last weekend. Um, it was the Curran Challenge Cup. <sighs> yeah, not 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 what I was going to call it, but Japan Japan beat them two 0 So if he wasn't there, maybe they did need him. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well. Yeah, it was Scott that said that. Uh, the question was, about the, there, uh, I'm concerned. Mind <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, you, they've yeah. trained well, haven't they? This last couple of weeks, apparently. Yes, yeah, they trained um, well all season, mate. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Matty asked question to you guys again, Dave first, and then we'll come to to, to Brad. Uh, James Madison has been made our top target. Is a Newcastle fan, Matty, for January, according to the Athletic. Can you guys see this happening, or is it just more paper-stroke agent talk? Well, in his body language, I think he cares a lot about the club. I don't think he's one of these guys who, who pretends he cares. I think he does. Um, I don't think it'll get him in the England team by going to Newcastle. Not, well, that's my opinion, that's all. Mm. Um, I think he's going to cost them a lot of money, even though... Is he down to the last year or two? 
He's, he's got two to, years to go, I think. Yeah, he? two yeah. years to go. Yeah. So he's going to cost them a lot of money. Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think it'll happen. Um, mm. Although I do respect The Athletic as a paper, but uh, I, I think he's a top target for a lot of clubs, as he should be. Yeah. And Brad, as as um, Brendan said, you know, for what they offered, are they going to come in with a serious offer? Because what they offered before wouldn't have got half a leg. Yeah, well, again, he, he he's clearly one of the managers that tries to douse the fire that that, that the journalists try and start by by their wars of words. I mean, they're going to carry this transfer rumor until either it happens or some other England player gets cast aside even though he's one of the best performing best performing England midfielders I'm going to say one of the best midfielders like in the Premier League and anything like that but he's one of the best performing English midfielders so unless that starts to happen somewhere else he's going to get the attention to move on to what's considered a bigger club because of you know Newcastle mm. and they are a bigger club I didn't well, they get more people in the ground but they've won yeah. nothing have they since yeah it depends on what you find is bigger but that's a whole different argument yeah. For a whole different show in a whole different category, the way I just worded it, and you know, and, but um, it's not ten battles, Brad. Oh yeah, exactly. I'll, I must I'll, say, well, it is a club I'd like to see. I'd like to see do well. I think Newcastle are one of the clubs like we were, like maybe West Ham, mm. um, that can actually challenge these pompous asses at the top. I mean, yeah. that's important. And I think I think I think you're right. And I like Newcastle. Got a lot of time for them. Um, you know, we we look at from the outside, and you can see that. Well, you know, they've had this trouble with Mike Ashley. As I said earlier, he did lead them financially in a good place um, for the new owners to come in with FFP. Then you look at Man United and see the well. We don't know because we're not being we're not fans, so we don't know how they're being run. But I do have a lot of time for Newcastle. Um, He's a decent manager as well, isn't he? So he is a very good manager. Very nice good manager. bloke. Yeah. And we could, I mean, you could get, if you come in with a, every player's got his price. We know that. Look at Madison. Yeah. Uh, look at Fafana. You know, we could have gone out and just stuck him in the reserves for I don't know how long, but we did in no spite face moment, I think, if we had done. So every player has got their price. It's just whether you guys meet it or not. You know, coming in with this stupid 30, 40 million, you're going to, you know, come in with an offer that we're going to say, you know, we can't, we can't say no to that. So every player's got his price. The thing I've said, thought with, um, with 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 Madison Brad is he's matured so much since he's become a father. Yeah, he has, and, and he's shown all the signs of a very good leader on that field. In a way, he handles himself in press confidence very well. Um, compared to his wily attitude that he has here, and he can be a little bit cheeky. We see that the way he is. Isn't he? interviewer sometimes some of the responses he gives and obviously some of the photos we've seen but yeah. um you know he, you like that in in a dressing room right? you like that attitude in a dressing room and, and you see it with the way he plays he carries he's just passionate about playing football you know and i i think he shares that very good trait with jamie jamie vardy yes jamie vardy's been loyal to a team and i agree mm. with what dave said i think madison's one of them not saying he's going to play his entire career here, but he's not going to kick up a fuss if Newcastle don't match a value, and he might not even want to go there. He might be very settled here. We don't, we don't know. Uh, only time will tell with that. But 
It's one of them players that just loves playing football and he's enjoying himself at Leicester. I would personally know it's a bit of an invalid, really, armband situation with the vice captain role. But if you're going to prep for that, hey, we do it because he does seem to have them good characteristics that you want your captain. Yeah. Matt Mattis said there, uh, 50 million, quite possibly. Um, you wanted to pay in installments. I think that was it. It wasn't installments. I think it? it was the buy now, pay later that you wanted yeah. to do. You didn't want to pay us anything yeah. at the start and pay yeah. later. I think that was sort of like, you know, go, go away, new. And I've gone with you when you've got owners like you have, and we, we know the rich. I mean, I'm not begrudging you the fact that you've got rich owners because, you know, Oldham and Rochdale will look at us and Bournemouth and think, well, we've got rich owners. But when you're in the position that they are in to come and say, mm-hmm. we want this player, but can we play, pay for him then? It's bloody cheeky. You're going to get kind of told where to go. Well, the other thing, Chris, that Newcastle have got is the ground because they can get big ground, big crowds. Yeah. That's why we've got to build on ours. I know there's been a lot of criticism about we've got no money. We've got, well, we all know what the fair play thing is. It's, yeah. it's about the players and, and the capacity. As I say, it's and, a different pot, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But Newcastle have got that in force already. So they can do it. Mm. You know, they can afford to have inflated wages and, by players mm. like Madison and the like. We can't. No. Before we go on to uh, some more questions from the chat, I'll just wait for a few people to pop a few in. Um, we picked a team yesterday that, um, well, Craig picked a team for, for the match tomorrow on Monday night. Now, we were saying about Vardy earlier. Um, and bless him, he, he's not going to be able to play 90, 90 minutes week in, week out, especially if we've got matches in between. Um, but I think we've got to have Inacho in there to create that link between midfield and uh, whoever is up front. Uh, and you know, I like to up front as well. But I think that I think Inacho, I don't know why he's not in the team, he should be there and he, he does great in that role. Would you play him? Come to you again first, David. Would you play him with Vardy to start with Daka coming on or Daka to start with maybe Vardy coming on for the last 20? I'd start with Vardy every time. Those yeah. two are proven they can play together and they've scored goals together. And Eniacho was the top scorer, wasn't he? When he, he was. and Vardy were up front. Because Vardy he, can he now was, provide. Yeah. He yeah. can provide goals as well now, Vardy. Mm. So um, I think there'd be no brain for me. I mean, Dak is going to be brilliant in the future, but he's still not got it. Um, mm. Headless chicken at times. But I think those two, yeah, a bit special. Brad? I would be more tempted just because with Vardy's age and how he plays it, Ineacho can make them passes, but he first to have a, a shorter option. I would be really tempted because of his pace and because he can come back a bit quicker and make up lost ground a bit quicker. I would go with that. I would go with Dakar and Acho. I'd like to see them two start because they've got to start. A, building a bond at some point because mm. whether we like to admit it or not, Vardy is going to become an impact sub and you can't keep holding on to what he, he's capable of. In fact, some players get an extra season out of themselves by agreeing to be that impact sub. Vardy can still score 15 goals this season and he can do it by starting your game here and there, but predominantly coming on as that impact sub against a defence. 
It gives yeah. them that. It balances right. out the yards difference he's got to compensate for his age. That's what all of them strikes at age one. No, no, and I, yeah, I, I agree. Um, for me, you, you know, love him for everything he's done, but you know, he is getting on. He extended his career by dropping out of England, although I think he was probably glad to get away from Roy Hodgson. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I can see Daka and then bringing him on for the last twenty minutes when he can just get at a, at a knack of defence. But if you Dave, were, a, if, sorry, Chris, if you were a team playing Leicester. Would you rather see Vardy on the team sheet or not on it? That's the point, isn't it? I think you've got to look and say how many goals has Vardy scored this season. But he still frightens defenders. But if he's not, his job is to score goals or yeah, create probably, goals, and he's not doing either at the moment. He's not the getting a lot of service. He's supposed to come back and have to get the ball because he's too yeah. far apart mm. from his midfield. He's, he's lost the five yards. He hasn't got the incredible pace he shows that no. late 2000. Yeah, but, to come back to you, yeah. To come back to you, Dave, on on that point, and it is a good point. Mm. How do you feel as a defender if you've been run ragged by Daka? We know he's fast as well for seventy yeah. minutes. You think, thank yeah. God, he's going off. Oh shit, Vardy's coming on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. even if you've been well up at that point, I, I, you know, you hear it sometimes. He goes, you know, these ex players talk about certain players, and it's like even if it's on the bench, it's sometimes worse because you've got some guy running ragged for 70-odd minutes. And even if you manage to keep him quiet, you look mm. up and see the substitute board and you go, oh. Yeah. You've, even yeah. if you contained it and you're, you're having this guy's pants down, proverbial pants down, defending him all game, and then the manager brings one, you've now got to worry about that. So it, 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 it has its ups and downs, even the way they go about it. But, if the future after this season is vardiness, we might as well start making that transition now. Maybe that's one thing that um, Brendan regrets, not making that transition plausible with Ward on the end of the last season. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's something. That I think, I think towards the end of last season, because he said, oh, I'm going to play a lot of youngsters and what have you, but I think he sort of was like, yeah, the higher up the table I can get, the, the better it will look. Um, going to come oh. like, say, onto the chat in one second, but most underrated player for us, for me, it is Inacho, Um, because I think when he does come on, um, do you think, to me, he does make the difference. As soon as he came on, um, forget what game it was, uh, Arsenal, I think, as soon as he came on against Arsenal, he set a goal up for Madison. He, he does create that link, doesn't he? Yeah, but he needs time. You know, he needs to get on where he can do it properly. You know, we, we're not very good at substitutes, as we've talked about before. But should he and not he, be starting, do you think? Should we not have the two up? Is he, is he like, yeah, very I think underrated? He, should. he should start with Vardy. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, is he the most underrated player we've got? It's a tough one, because he's certainly not underrated by the fans. That one season turned a lot of fans' heads to see, all right, this is what this kid can do. This I was excited when we signed him originally for £25 million. Uh, yeah. Even when originally had buyback, that actually had me concerned. And I know people laughed and joked because he didn't do much in his first seasons, but we kind of hoped when he had that season that it was going all deploy, and that's all we wanted was to get rid of the buyback clause so we could unleash him onto the Premier League. And it's not quite turned out that way, despite his promising show. But uh, ooh, underrated, yeah. I think is he a striker? I know he scores goals. Is he a striker? I mean, he's, he's, he's good at taking the ball short, isn't he? And moving he's, it about. He's playing the Okazaki role. 
He's like a deep lane forward, it's called. It's in between a false nine and that. So you sit, you know, just on the edge of the D. That's why he's always there taking the ball either on his chest or trying to flick it on for Vardy or Dapper to run onto or a midfielder. It'd be nice to play all three of them, wouldn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, if he does that, he's shoving Dakar out as a right winger, mate, and I don't want that. I don't no. want another Musa scenario. I don't think any of them. Exactly. I think Musa is the biggest, one of the biggest losses to us. Because yeah. he is a talent. We've seen, it. We've seen it with his finishes. He, he yeah. knows how to be cool under pressure in a one-on-one. And he's just not a sole striker. He's not a one-on-one no. sort of striker. Um, Matty, I absolutely love your question, and I think Brad's going to love it when we get to it. But just working our way down here, uh, Gray, uh, not a question, but just a comment. Uh, Vardy has been apparently been red hot in training. Do you think he will start start for Forest? Well, I don't know. Forest signed him. <laughs> <laughs> news, breaking news. They've all trained. They've all trained well. Genuine question from Scott here, though. Uh, how many players are due to leave the end of this season? I don't know how many at the end of this season. I know there's a lot on the, in the last two years. I think there's about three at the end of this season. Perez being one of them. Um, and I suppose, David, it depends on what sort of season we have. Well, I see, I kind of hoped that we'd have a great start to the season and then Tielemans would sign a three-year contract and then you know, all settle down and it will be fine. Um, I still think he's got the commitment. I think he's he's been very professional about it. He's not come out and said comments, has he, that I know of anyway, that he wants to go to Arsenal or anything like that. Um, so who knows? Um, I think, I don't know, I'm not sure making Johnny Evans captain was a good idea on reflection. I would have done so at the time, but looking mm-hmm. back, I'm not so sure. Um, I think he's starting to whinge a lot in that back four, and I suppose you can't blame. Um, no. And uh, he, he seems to have his head down. So, you know, I don't know who's there to pick him up because with the team yeah, that you talked about, uh, yeah, team earlier, brother, you mentioned the back four, they picked each other up. I mean, Wes Morgan oh. said that it was Hooth that was on his back all the time. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. Got uh, in, in, in response to the question, Brad, I mean, do you think. Um, the problem is going to be is who we can offload because we've seen in this window nobody particularly wants a lot of the players that we want to leave. Um, so yeah, that's going to that's going to be in there as well. The the choice of who who we can actually physically get rid of. Um, and yeah. Do we what do we do with those players? I mean, do we let the contracts run down and? As with, I mean, Slimani, we lost 30 million. We can't afford to keep losing these millions on players, but the then prob- at least we're saving on the wages. What the problem is, Tillman's aside, I don't think there's anybody else on that list that we're overly bothered about. I think Vestergaard's one of them. Um, this think, season, yes, yeah. Madison's two seasons away, isn't he? Yeah, but, I didn't, well, I didn't say Madison, so that's my point. The point is. What are the other names on the list? You've got Tillemans, we've got Perez, and I'm sorry, I have to laugh because I was it's the only time I've ever screamed Perez in, in anger that Dan didn't say that quiz. Right, I watched it back, mate, and I can't believe I've never said his name in vain that much in wanting him to say it in all my life. But anyway, <laughs> best, best guy's got a year. I'm guessing Mendy's got a year this year, maybe. Yeah, I, I think he has, yeah. More. I'm not 
already that's two players I'm not really fussed about if we lose. With the greatest respect, I'm not saying they're not capable at a certain level of the Premier League, but you know my opinions on Perez, and I, I, Samore's impressed me more than Mendy did, and we have still got indeed. If that changed, then obviously I'd like Mendy to extend. But realistically, after Tillman's, I don't think it's the hugest of loss. I, I don't think the club would lose too much sleep over having that with their wages to go and replace them or continue the promotions within, i.e. with Brunt taking that role on the bench. Yeah. You know, um, you, Scott was one that made the point about youth. This is the best way to integrate them. Give their spots to youth and, 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 and say sayonara to some of these when their contract comes yeah, out. Yeah. Um, David, do you think we should focus on Premier League and ignore all the competitions by playing second string or under 21? If we get lucky and win, we could always roll in our first 12 when it matters. I think we kind of do that anyway, don't we? Not sure about the FA Cup. But certainly, yeah, the League Cup or whatever it's called now. Um, mm. But, and I think the problem is, as you saw in the first round, we, <laughs> our second string ain't good enough at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I was. And do you, how, I mean, Arsene Wenger used to do this, I believe, at Arsenal. If you are playing, you know, the, the, the B team, for want of a better phrase, gets you to a certain level, to then turn around and say, right, get on out of it, I'm bringing the big boys in now. That's that's going to piss you off a little bit and hit morale, isn't it? Well, I think, didn't Wenger play them all the way through to the final? The youngsters? Well, no, I was, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm yeah. Just, yeah. I think he did, yeah, and, and they yeah, were brilliant. Um, I don't think we get that far with the te that team. No. <laughs> I, I, seriously, I don't. I mean, I, I fear for them. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, mm. you know, I couldn't couldn't see anything to inspire me in that League Cup game. Brad, the, the problem is when it's bad, it's bad, isn't it? We saw that it was very bad. In fairness, considering the opposition we played and where they are and what league they play in, our quality, whether it was eight first team players, squad players, or bench and squad players, or however it went out, should be more than good enough, comfortable. Could cause his upsets, but I, honestly, normally when you get an upset, you normally hear the opposition are uh, putting the youngsters under the grill and they're really getting at them and they're having a few chances, balls falling kind, and they're you know, and it works for them. And that's that's when the upsets are made in football. I didn't feel that at Stockport. I just wondered if we would ever fucking score. Thankfully, we did enough on the penalty spot, but um, yeah, I think it's one of them. You rest them until it's necessary. I think a lot of coaches take that approach these days. It's a yeah. shame because I love the League Cup. I think all cups should be treated with great prestige. I think whatever you're in, it, even the Papa John's trophy, if you're in yeah. it, let's try well, and win it. Ones are in that, and I'd, I'd like yeah. them to do well in that. It's good for their development. Yeah. Um, I think as well, it depends. And I, I would have to say, you know, as, as a cover, as a, as a caveat against all that, depends how we're doing in the league. Sometimes yeah. you can say, well, that's actually a distraction. You know, if we go out and beat Newport, no disrespect uh, <laughs> uh, if, you, if you're still watching. Um, but if, you know, if you go out and say beat Newport, it can give you a boost as a club. Oh, you know, we've, we've, we've won a game, whatever. Then the other thing it could be if we lose, it drags us back down. So it, it is one of those you just, I think you just got to sort of do it as, as, as you, as they come along sort of thing, you know. 
But um, where was the next question? Um, uh, now, this one is for you. you know, um, we'll, start with, we'll start this one with, uh, with Brad. Um, when you signed Perez, did you guys think he'd be any good? Because I definitely think 30 million was a criminal transfer fee for him. No, I didn't. I thought we'd overpaid for a player. Um, I I have always, though, said with the greatest respect, he maybe would do better in a bottom half side in terms of... Well, he is now. <laughs> yeah, he's finally living his dream. But unfortunately, he's, he's just not, for me, he's not up to that consistent standard that you need to be if Leicester are to, to become a top eight side and I say top eight because that is the goal still even though we've had a few successful seasons in terms mm. of finishing fifth in European journeys you know people are easy to moan at someone who's brought us further in Europe than we've ever been in our lives um, despite what I think of the competition and that so it's just but I suppose the argument on the other side Dave is he, he had a 30 million get out clause in his contract Perez wanted not doing a Newcastle and saying, "Oh, can we pay you this?" or "Can we have him and pay him for you in three years' time?" He had thirty million pounds. <laughs> Sorry, Matty. He had thirty million pound get out clause. We went in and said, "Here's thirty million." Yeah, I thought at the time it was all right, but mm. I was wrong. Brendan Rodgers always says says about him that he liked him because he he defended from the front, but I've never seen any. Never, never. Yeah, no, that's what he meant. He said the front end of the pitch. He did. He didn't didn't specify which end of the pitch he did his defending. He just loses the ball, tries to win it back, and then he doesn't offer. I think what he does, what he has, he is good at. Is getting that toe in sometimes, and that little short pass that's not really a pass, but actually creates something. But he doesn't do it often enough. His attitude's wrong. Um, mm-hmm. he, his head drops. He moans. You know, you don't want players like that in a Leicester team. They've got to be all in it. They've got to be a Vardy, and even if it's a shit ball, say thank you. You know, thumbs up, and let's have another go. You remember Anthony Canocar? I'd rather him be in. Sometimes. Yeah, I'd rather bring him back. Oh, Anthony, you can't. Him. You can't put Perez in the same sentence as Anthony Canocar. He no, was good. And he, he would die for the club, Anthony Canocar. Keep yeah, away from the penalty spot, though. Well, and then he did yeah, well, pocket with what he said. That, all right, Carver yeah. was very swift in that. No, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on, move on, move on. Uh, <laughs> well, of course, he did actually then come out afterwards and say he was using us as a stepping stone, which kind of ended his career. Yeah, that went well, didn't, didn't it? it? Yeah. 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 Uh, so we went Fulham. Yes. Grace said, uh, I, don't, I don't think he's there now. I think they've got rid of him. Yeah. Um, well, wasn't he at Leeds? He's, he's, been, he's been around a bit. He's been around a bit. Uh, why were we when the FA Cup Community Shield was an actor suddenly forgot about? That was, I mean, to me, exactly, because that was a season after he'd had that great partnership with um, with Vardy. You know, you, you, you're down to Brendan. It's down, you know, he makes these decisions. Um, Dave, again, back to you first. Um, and thank you for answering that, uh, Brad, without swearing. Um, <laughs> what would be the ideal formation for us at this point in time? If you, if you were the manager, if you were picking the team there for, uh, for Forrest, what what formation would you go for, Dave? I think I'd play three up front, or maybe just tuck Iniacho behind the the front two, but that would 
mean playing Vardy and uh, for the game, but I, I think I'd be tempted to do that. I'd have a couple of holding midfielders. Um, I, I have no idea what I'd back four I'd put out. To be honest, I've lost faith in all of them this year. Um, you might as well put Ndidi and uh, Amati in the back four. Yeah, I mean it's just crazy. It's just crazy, isn't it? I don't, I don't, I haven't seen anybody put a performance in. Oh, we got the new fellow, haven't we? Of course we have. How's yeah. he feel? How's yeah. he feel? <laughs> well, he got man of the match, and I'm going to defend to get man of the match when he's when we conceded six. He looked like a, I don't know, a rabbit in headlights or something like that, didn't he? It was such a bad start, but that's. I think he'll be right. I think he'll be right. Yes. Yeah. Um, Brad, what about you? What would you formation would you go for? I'd go uh four three one two. I'd okay. I'd go with Nacho and Daka, as you know. Um I get them to play a bit higher up so you know Nacho's not have to collect ball so deep, and that's why I put Madison in the like, number ten role. So you know allow for that. And then a midfield three. I'd go KDH, Samore, and um, Dennis Pratt. And then I'd have the back four. Castagne on the right, Justin on the left, and then Evans and, and Balthus. And Danny Ward in goal, funny enough, if you didn't get that. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think any of you would be surprised at what I would go for. Ladies and gentlemen. Is it 4 4 2? England will be playing <laughs> 4 4 fucking 2. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I, I would have warding goal, uh, definitely. Um, I would have um across the back for me, it would be James, Evans, Vass, and um Soyun um not Soyun Chu. Um Rick, uh Castagna, I'm in my brain blank then. Across the middle, uh KDH, Madison, Sumare. Ah, this is the problem. This is the problem on the right wing. I don't know on the right wing, to be honest with you. It's just one of those. Um, probably, like you said earlier, why not try Thomas? Or even why not try Barnes on that side? We've got nothing to lose. Well, why uh, not? He gets just crowded out on the left. Might as well switch it up a bit. Well, yeah, you know. We, and then Inacho and Daco up front for me. So mm. none of it. You see, I'll say... Three Leicester fans all in the same chat together. None of us came up with the same team. What chance has Brendan got, eh? <laughs> so, so you wouldn't play any centre-halves then apart from Evans? Yeah, Vass. Oh, yeah, sorry. I keep forgetting him. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you're a fan favourite of him already. <laughs> I like... Can I, just say, I think that saved me from not actually being able to pick a, a left midfield player. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So you've left left Ndidi out. Yeah, he's not on form at the moment. No, um, Ndidi. Imagine that Tielemans and Ndidi and Vardy on the bench. I mean, that is yeah. Tielemans doesn't deserve to be in there at the moment because he's not no. playing well and he wants no. to leave. So um, it'd be as infamous as Kane Vardy on the bench, same bench together. Yeah. Um, the the right midfield is 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 problem possibly all Brighton. Um, yeah, I mean, in show, fairness, Perez, he actually did well in that position against Southampton. So he and actually, actually, I'm going to I'm going to put Perez on there to start with, on that right midfield. I never liked you anyway, Chris. 
<laughs> I know you didn't. I know you don't. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to put because I forgot he had. He did have a good game. But in fairness, I did have Mendy in. But as you pointed out, I'd forgotten about Samari last night. So yes, I would have Samari in in place of of Mendy. But, I actually quite but, like Mendy. I think he's yeah. a, a decent uh, stopper. He is. Field. He is, and I would have liked him in. But I just think Samari's not done anything particularly wrong. At and the thing is, Brennan's paid money for him. That Mendy wasn't a Brennan signing, was it? Yeah. He was, yeah. He's the remains of Brennan. Yeah. Uh, right, really? let's just see if we've got another question. Um, so just in the formation, uh, Mike's just making the point, Vardy's past starting for me. I believe he's way more effective off the bench. I've, I've got to agree with that. That's um, a season, I see. Uh, no. What, sorry? Barley's not even scored this season. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. And his um, goal route usually comes in December. Well, Kane never starts until sort of six, seven weeks in, Well, this he? season he has, hasn't he, Chris? Yeah, Kane, well, he has. Yeah, well, he's played Leicester early, that's why. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Son had no goals. I thought he'd scored six before I realised. No, he, yeah. he had zero before he played us. Uh, Dave, again, let's get back to the questions. What do you think that Brendan like? Sorry, why do you think that Brendan likes to play Barnes, even when honestly has been much too inconsistent and frustrating? Is it so important to us assess that we keep him uh, so we stretch defence wide? Before you answer, I'd just say for me with Barnes, I don't think he, I think he's never going to please everybody. I think he's a bit more might. Everybody said when we first got him back, oh, great player, Prell brought him back in, but he needs to have more efforts on goal. He needs to shoot more. So he was sort of shooting more, having more efforts on goal. And everybody was saying, oh, he's bloody greedy, him. He's never passing the ball. Fickle fans, like I always say. But what are your opinion on uh, on Barnes? Well, I like him going forward, but I just, it, the, the place he's playing is for the left side midfield, isn't it? Hmm. And, and he's a waste of time because he's not defending. He's leaving an exposed down that line, which unfortunately Thomas was the uh, the poor lad that got that suffered by it, um, Brighton. And I just think Barnes is in the wrong position. I mean, he, he plays like a winger, I suppose, but then he's got nowhere to go. Uh, if he gets the ball, you know, he tries to go around the outside. They've caught that one. They've stopped that now. Cuts inside and he gets in the way of everybody else. So he's he's not really um, doing anything there, and he's certainly not tracking back, and that's why we give so many balls away in that final third, and we lose goals. So mm. you need somebody there who's going to track back. I quite like your idea of Dennis Pratt, to be honest. I mean, I think mm. you know you play him one side, and then maybe you play Thomas a bit further forward on the left and give Thomas cover. That's, I mean, I can remember watching a few games where you had Thomas, KDH and Barnes, and at times they were like Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> but the, 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 the defender was overlapping our midfielder or attacking mm. midfielder, uh, and that's not really the... And Barnes, he almost dozes off in games. He seems to get lost a lot. I don't know whether it's he's not with it or he doesn't know what he's doing or he's been told to do something strange, but... He just seems to drift off. You know, he's, he's always late reacting to the ball. He's not mm. proactive at all. So yeah. he doesn't read where the ball's going. He's he, The ball goes and then, he, oh, yeah, I better get that. Brad, are you a, a Barnes in or out? Or, or you know, he, he's never going to... He's, he's almost like the new Ben Chilwell, isn't he? 
a little bit, and I do feel sorry for him because yeah, I I I think it's ta- again. I know people might not like it. But I think again, it's tactical. I think it's very rigid. You know, the expression, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, I say it often, don't I, Chris, in the post-match interviews, we might as well, ch- if we wanted to change our name, we might as well change our name to Obvious FC because 99% of our wide play goes down the left. Barnes is restricted and told to hook the touch line. He's always got two players around him, so he can't cut, cut in. I don't know if I read one of the comments right that you popped up on the screen, Chris. I think someone said, is Barnes 2 group 1? No, because he's been versatile before. We've seen it when he was explosive onto the scene. When he had his confidence up high, he was cutting in, he was getting ahead of the game, he was to the ball first. And look, you know, the player has to take some responsibility. I'm not saying he's, he's you know, he's free of responsibility. Of course not. But he, we have seen what Barnes is capable of. He tore defences, threats. When we were winning games 3-0, 4-0, 3-1, whatever, he was on that score sheet. You know, he he was was Leicester's equivalent of Eddie Hazard for Chelsea at one point being played at that left wing. He was the closest thing we got to someone of any talent on that wing in a while. In in comparison to Albrighton, I'm not saying Albrighton's talented, there's a different level of class in that. He just seems restricted. He seems like he's been told to hug that touchline because he's going to get the support from the wing-backs. And it's a wing-backs duty to defend, not his. You need to be on the front foot so we can get behind. I mm. I just don't see how you can get a youngster that speaks to ex-legends like Shearer, speaks to these players to get advice, gets told he needs to be more creative and take more chances, does all that for a season, and then gets completely caged in and can't do anything. I don't, I don't think that's all on the player. I do think he's been tactically instructed to run into spaces and and... and that's again, I mentioned it in the midfield when the passes go ahead or behind a player, it's because they're taught to pass into space, not to feet. And and that's not Barnes's play. He needs the ball to run on to, not wait for it. And I think he gets frustrated, which is where Barnes takes the blame. He gets ahead of his own move. It's like, but I know where the end game is. Can we just get there a bit quicker? And that doesn't help his game because what can he do if he's got a player that, you know, if he's got a player there, there. And, and, and there of him and make it form in a trial around him. He, he he can't do what he's naturally good at, and that is running at a defence that's forced to run at their own goal. You you ask any central de- uh, centre back in the world, they will tell you the one thing they hate is not being able to face you know having to face their own goal when trying to defend. Yeah. So I if, he's if his uh, injury's done anything to him, maybe wasn't, maybe. A, bad, wasn't a pleasant injury, was it? He got so he might. No. And we do seem to get players back to their level quickly, yeah. do we? When they've been injured, we seem to have that problem. I think I mean, Madison last year was a classic, wasn't I it? I think the problem yeah. last year was, though, that we were rushing players back, not because yeah. we wanted to, because we had to, because yeah. we had so many injuries. And this was a thing we said earlier with Soyuncu, you know, that he, we know he was playing in that famous red zone where, you know, um, it, 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 he wasn't ready to play, but he could play, and we picked him because we had no nobody else. Um, without getting back onto the um dreaded <laughs> two goalkeepers, um, the, the question is, um, you will beat Forrest, thank you, Daniel. Uh, I hope so. I think your biggest loss is Casper as a leader. So, on the Casper, not talking about. His goalkeeping abilities or anything like that. 
as a leader, and we'll tie this in with another question later, which I will say now, which is somebody saying, why is Mark Albrighton a vice captain when he's not even being played? Um, first of all, yes, I think as a leader, Casper is a big loss. And a vice captain's role is neither here nor or there. It's an off-field kind of thing, really. So uh, I think he was giving it out to respect for his time here. But David, do you have your two thoughts on, on Casper and, and Mark? Well, there's no doubt. His loss as a leader is it's just beyond belief. I mean, we've we've noticed that. Um, everyone says a goalkeeper shouldn't be captain. I've always disagreed with that. And I, I think off the pitch particularly, Casper would have been kicking some backsides big time with those performances. And, and he, in fact, when he saw his interviews when we didn't play well, he said, you know, it's not acceptable. You know, we need to sort this out. And if he's saying that on TV, you can imagine what he's saying behind the scenes to some of these guys. Mm. And yes, definitely, big miss. Whether he played or not, you know, if Danny Ward came in, played a few games, um, you know, we'd still have him there. He'd still be the club captain, like Wes Morgan was when he wasn't playing very often. He was still the club captain. And I think um, that's, you know, that's a big loss, yeah. And and Mark Albrighton as vice-captain? Well, pointless, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yes. Really, it's like, yes. a, you know, you might as well... I don't know. I mean, I'd play him. I'd give him a chance because you know you're going to get 100%. We know what he's good at. Yeah. Um, but at least give him a go. But to name him vice captain like that is almost an insult. Mm. So there you go. Brad, I'm outvoted here because you know my thoughts on, on goalkeepers and captains, but yourself being a member of the goalkeepers union, I'm sure I agree with uh, David on that one. But as a leader, um, I think we do miss him. I won't disagree with that. So, but your thoughts on on Casper and Mark, or Kevin, as we uh, yeah. as we now know him. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, I I've made many a case. The biggest case out there, well, two biggest case out there is Buffon and uh, Ike Casillas, some of the most successful goalkeepers that have been captains for for clubs when they've been there. We see it at a different level. Um, we get the spread of the play, but. The thing is, Casper's a unique dress, a, a unique atmosphere in the dressing room. Not every player is like that. You look for that in a club, and they're very hard to find. That they're, they're like gold dust. But it's the same as it is at the opposite end of the pitch. We are always going to miss Casper. One way or another, we were always going to miss Casper. Whether it was his rowdy get up, come with it, fist pumping attitude, and laying out some more barking some orders, and you know, or whether it was his reflex saves the way he would remind everybody like he you know whether he liked it or not he took some traits after his dad didn't he the way he could spread himself in, in front of the goal and making some killer saves in his journey we were always going to miss him they're very hard to replace and i know dave sort of said he, he he makes a regret i don't regret evans being captain i think he's the sort of person that does that he was captain i think pretty much everywhere he's been i believe he's captain everywhere that he's, he's been at at some point in his career. Uh, I think leadership's through and through and through. Problem with the vice captain armband is the only time it's of any beneficiary is if it's given to someone like KDH because they're going to be the next captain when Evans takes over. Yes. Right now, as much as I love him, it's a sentimental reason. And that's the main reason vice captains is given. We don't know. But, you know, just because. It isn't in your face, come on, or oh, you don't want to piss me off because you know we're getting 
you don't sometimes need that in the dressing room. We don't, nobody knows how Mark Brighton is in the dressing room, apart from the, the lads that he works with day in, day out. And he might be that calm head that sometimes they need, you know, when they need reassurance or when they need somebody who goes, come on, lads, we've been here before. I've been here for years. We've seen what this club's gone through. That's, you know, sometimes it makes it a bit more to the players and he can do that. Sometimes that's what you need from a vice captaincy. That might be what we're not seeing that goes on behind closed doors. I mean, I can tell you for one, um, working at the club there, I've seen Casper in a bad mood, so I understand why how much of an influential speaker and why you would definitely listen <laughs> to what he's saying at times is going to be missed. But like Vardy is a, is a striker, we're not going to replace yeah. him. They're very difficult to find. If we get anywhere near that level of captaincy back at this club and leadership mm. in the club, we'll be very blessed. Yeah, all I can all I can say is I will just leave Correct. with this Kevin! one. Kevin! <laughs> 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 that that is Mark Brighton, guys. I've sent a quick message on the private chat, so just uh, if you uh, just take a look at that and let me know, we will be back with some more questions straight after this. Hello, Matt Elliott. Here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey, guys, Ian Hume here. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Indeed. And David says here... Um, and we'll come obviously David to David first. Riori, if he stayed and played to his best, you think we could keep Madders and KDH in the first team, let alone Barnes? We say Yori Madders don't work well together, so should we keep him if he wants to stay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we want to build the squad, we want to keep these gummies. Um, I think. Yeah, you're right. It's difficult because you need Madders in the centre, that behind the strikers. You need him there. Tielemans yeah. um, can't defend. You know, he's always a danger when he's in the box. He's going to give a penalty away. Um, yeah. He chases back, but he, he can't defend. So where do you play him? Do you play him out wide? Um, you can't, It's true. You can't play him both. It is. It is. And I think sometimes... This is a problem that you can have too many good players. I mean, they always used to say this about uh, Lampard and Gerrard, didn't they, for England? Yeah. Oh, the great player, but they can't play together. And maybe, and I get it why he's doing it, but sometimes Rogers, I think, picks the formation to fit the players mm. rather than fit the players to the formation that he would I think playing Madison out wide is a waste, I really yes, do. Exactly. He, 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 yeah, he, he looks lost. And you see him standing out there lost. And mm. he never gets the ball anyway from that, no. in that position. He needs no. to come and get the ball and take them on. And I think that's how it'll work. Uh, but no, I don't think... I think it is a problem having those two together. Yeah. and Madison, yeah. What do you think, Brad? I've said before, they're our equivalent of Stephen Gerrard and Frank Lampard yeah. trying to play for him. Mm. And yeah. sometimes they both... They're both very delicate on the feet at times. They both like to wind the opposition up and get in the faces a little bit. They both know how to drive the ball forward. And sometimes when you've got two very similar players with the same passion on it, they can get in each other's way. And I think we've seen that a few times where they've been too close to each other or not in the right position and 
he'll want to take a shot out of frustration, knowing he's got the ability to find the top corner. And unfortunately, they're making people in row Z put their head in their hands because the ball's coming at them mainly. But, you know. Yeah. yeah you know, I'll say, though, Brad, Mad- Madders disappears out wide and, and is isolated when, yeah. when that happens, isn't he? So he, he, he doesn't know what he's supposed yeah. to do. It's, it's, it's almost about as much use as having one up front. Mm, yeah. is, is it do you think with with Matt, and I've said this a few times is is Madison best to just be said literally give him a roving role you know certain players and I think if you look back you know the likes of Hoddle um, Gascoigne sometimes just let them go out and maybe run over the pitch if they, because they can do so much damage and they're so good on the ball do we give him a free a free reign? Yeah, you've got the Tizio as well to add to that lot, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. If anybody should have a free role, it's him. Because, mm. as you say, he can damage people, he can hurt people with one pass. Um, mm. He's got two good feet. And yet we waste him out wide or we, we just... It seems that the other players lose him sometimes. I, I haven't really thought about it till you just said that, but... Now, listen, thinking back on games, he's vanished. Uh, and you look around and say, well, what's he doing out there? Or, you yeah. know, why is he playing wide in the at the back? Or, you know, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah, I think so. I think um, he's pretty frustrated about it all. Do you think, Brad, I mean, if I take you back to the League Cup final, Leicester City versus Middlesbrough, they had a little Brazilian, Janinho, who Ooh. was... Basically, given the freedom role to go where he wanted, and what have ended up happening worked for us is that we put a player on him, and that yeah. was his, his role. Was come on, still looking for him in his back pocket. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> his, mind, his name is oh god, I can't think of his name. The the Leicester player. Yes, exactly. That's yeah, he's still looking for him in his shorts, mate. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, do you think Madden should be say, almost given that free role? Yeah, I think he's got the persona, not just off the pitch, clearly you see it, but on the pitch you clearly see it as well. He's got that persona that likes to be given the freedom, the licence to thrill, if you will, mm. to coin a, a very pop, yeah, obvious phrase. But... Oh, 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 nine. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> hey! Well, here all, um, here all week, guys. But, you know, it's, it's, that's exactly what I think Barnes needs. Because we've seen it. When he keeps that right-back guessing, I think it's right-back, isn't he? I know I have to flip it. I can't say left-back for a left-back. Right-back guessing of, oh, is he going to drive the ball at me? Is he going to go down the byline? Is he going to cut in? You know, that's when, when, when Harvey Barnes has given that freedom. We've seen a lot better from Harvey Barnes in his all-round game. And I think Madison plays the game like that. And I think maybe you need to do the same with Yuri. Maybe that's the only way you get the not, not just the best out of them, but you get the best out of all three of them being on the pitch at the same time, is to go out yeah. there and say, yeah, sure, you concentrate more on that, but go about it the way, you know, you you know best because you do best when you're when you're on the training ground. He must see it. There's no way he mm. can't see it because otherwise he'd have no reason to try something. He had absolutely no reason in that season to go, you know what? Barley keeps finding the inaction on a train down pitch like it, like, like with no need for years. I might try and look from he had no reason to do that unless he saw that as an option. And surely if he sees yeah. it, he's got to give some of these creative players. And Madison is a creative player. His record yeah. doesn't lie. People might say Tinted Glass is all alike. I'm sure some neutral fans, and I've seen them agree. 
and it's absolutely baffling that he hasn't made the England squad with the figures he throws out. Oh, don't start on that. We're going to be here all night if we start yeah. on the England You know what I mean? I think, I think, they, I think <laughs> you're right. He does need to have like a free row yeah. of, of, but, of that midfield. That, that is Brad's quickest ever way of saying yes. I've got, um, I've got a book on it. Four thousand ways to eat on things. Yes, you should be a politician, man. Um, <laughs> Melina's in. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> Melina's in. I'm so glad this channel and stream isn't about Arteta every two seconds. They need to get away. Thank God, a lot. You lot are sensible friends. Oh well, you know we we could talk Arteta if you want to, Melina. I mean, I'm yeah, sure top of the table. Only lost one. I'm sure there's something you the, some of the Arsenal fans will be moaning about uh daniel says this uh david i never hear anything about leicester's youth academy are there some good ones you can integrate um dan is yeah. a state fan from toronto welcome along dan you are always yeah. welcome give us a sub if you've not done but welcome Hi, along you welcome all fans my saints mates are crowing at the moment they're uh they're rejoicing the fact mm. i think they've not conceded nine this year yet but <laughs> uh, they've, um, you know, they're. I mean, they stuck by their manager. This is a thing that, you know, mm. makes you wonder sometimes. But with them, you could see him putting it right. When we did them nine down at their place, you could see he was going to put it right. Yeah, oh, I agree. Know. But bringing you back to to the question, yeah, uh, question. <laughs> there are some very good youngsters, but Brendan says things and doesn't do it. Um, we kept fifteen on at the end, I think, of last season. Or the, he won't recently. play them. He won't play mm. them. He'll bring, he'll, get, he'll bring them on 10 minutes to go if we're comfortable and let them have a run out. He won't start with any of them. And, you know, wh wh why not? Why not? But, Brad, if if he was just... And I agree, there are some good players. Like I say, there were 15 of them we, we kept on, you know, we re-signed. And we've seen the youth players that have come through, you know, Luke Thomas, Kieran Dewsbury Hall, uh, KDH. Uh, but if he was to put on a lot of... Um, and I think this was the problem last season because he said he was going to play a lot of the youth players. If he had done, and then we'd lost all those games, he was going to get roasted. So if he yeah, played, put say five players out on the pitch tomorrow that are the youth, do you think? Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. I think he would. I would go mad Ooh. because if we if we don't win, it's a must win game for us on Monday. Yeah. Oh, lose, Monday, yeah, Monday, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. That's not football career suicide telling them. Eight yeah. or nine youth players, can't do it. But that's it. We went yeah. and beat Watford with youth players in the FA Cup with four or five yeah, in the team. Yeah, but to be fair, Swansea's under six could have beat Watford last season. You um, could argue that about Nottingham Forest. I don't know. Yeah, well, no, they, they, they were on the up. We, 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 we played them when they were actually on fire, to be fair, on the manager they've got now, um, unfortunately. No, I mean, um, it's Forest on Monday. That's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah, I know, it's going to be a different where, game. Where is it? Where has this misconception come that Brendan doesn't like youth or doesn't use youth? I can understand someone who's not a fan of ours and is outside looking in. That's totally fine. Or if you're not, you know, you're, you're a new Leicester fan. That's totally fine. I understand that. Um, this isn't a dig, by the way, at the person who's commenting. I'm just, I'm just asking this because, yes, people might argue the likes of Barnes were loaned out by Powell and, and developed elsewhere, but he's kept using them. So he's just he's had just as much as faith in them as whether he was the manager brought them in or brought them through or not, he still plays these players. He's brought I mean, he was the one that signed JJ, am I correct? 
He's the one that promoted KDH to the first team, am I correct? Without anybody else flagging the flying ship of Kirikiriju at all. Commits to Lou Thomas like an absolute trooper at times. Indifferent as he's been with Hamza Chowdhury, I've never actually really seen enough of Hamza to think that he's good enough at this level. I, I want him to be because he's a no. Western leader and that. No, but no. I can see why he doesn't play him, despite him saying he was an, you know, Sergio Busquets of the future. Um, he's clearly not being able to show that enough, hence why he's out alone at Watford. Um, I think he's been great with you. I don't understand where this misconception has suddenly come from from a lot of fans saying he doesn't play it. Brunt made well, we, his first Premier League debut against Tottenham like at the end of last season. Brunt has featured for Leicester in cup games in the regular times. He's the one in the next top top bit. He's making the same integration and steps as KDH did, and now we love KDH. If he's doing that for these players, I think he's brilliant with the youth players, personally. Well, my impression is that he'll only do it if it's safe. Um, well, don't I don't you think... want a youth player? If that's well, what you're getting from a youth player, surely it's worth doing. If you've got questions over him, then the, the terminology of development is to go, I'd rather him develop that side of his game a bit more before I give him the chance. I don't want to throw him under the bus because if you go, and it's like if you put in the game against Knott's Forest, what if they go and thrash him 4-0 because he spills two into his net? Mm. You know, I don't want to put that pressure on him. If there's part of his game he needs to develop, then go ahead and keep developing it. And then we'll put him <laughs> in. Like we used Brun, when the game was dead, there's no pressure on him. I know it was Tottenham, but the game was dead. He had the freedom and the Less nervous as possible to go out there and show what he did. We we stole Vontae Campbell from Arsenal, and he wasn't that good when he played for us. To be fair, he fat fault flattered to deceive. He's now gone. I actually Ooh. trust Brendan with decision making when it comes to the youth. And he was brought in because of his history of dealing with youth. Exactly. You exactly. Know. Uh, Matty says, and this is a question for me. If you don't mind me asking, Chris, where did you get that Premier League trophy? Just asking for future reference. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, Matty, by the time you win it, it'll probably be a different design anyway. So don't worry about it, it'll be a, years coming. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be winning the suit, they'll be winning the All Stars North League, won't they? Oh, sorry, <laughs> it, it, to be honest with you, Matty, I think it was Etsy or somebody, it was, it was no Ali, somebody, uh, it was the. Far East equivalent of Amazon. It was £300 plus uh, duty tax for the app to come in from, from China um, on that. Hopefully one day you will win it, mate. Hopefully one day. Break up the, the, the others. Uh, Matty, 442 is a Sean Dyche masterclass formation. If it stops us losing at the moment, I do not care. I do not care. Um <laughs> Melina <clears throat> says Chris is, is too funny. Um, he is a very great friend. Melina, thank you so very much. The check's in the post. That's showing my age now, isn't it? You know, the the, the PayPal is on its way to you, is what I should be saying. Um, postman on strike, aren't they? <laughs> this this is true as well. Yeah. This is true. Um, I checked the dates they posted in hope that they were accidentally posted on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so someone could post the, you know, the, the Uncle Bird and me from Harry Potter and just someone just going, they post on Sundays. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, the tra trains are going on strike again, and that can only improve Southwest trains, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I always wondered how a train could go on strike. Yeah. Matty, now a question. If you guys were stuck in a room, now this is interesting. Uh, again, uh, Dave, you first. If you guys were stuck in a room with Southgate, Bruce and Pardew and you had to choose who'd be the next LCFC manager 
and your life depending on it, who would it be and why? <laughs> oh, snog, marry, avoid here. This one, isn't it? <laughs> well, I would go for Pardew. Um, but I have met him a few times, so I do know him, and he's a decent guy. Bruce is a serial loser, and Southgate's never won anything that I know of in management. Um, but no, it's part you, I know, but but he's the he's the worst of the best, if you like, the best of the worst. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I see where you're coming from with that one. So one for Pardew, Brad. Um. <laughs> Southgate has done well for England, but he doesn't pick Madison, so that ain't happening. You know he'd drop him for Leicester. Uh, again, I think he's got Middlesbrough relegated on his CV, so that doesn't speak volumes. Mm. I wouldn't trust Steve Bruce to run an, a kebab store, let alone, mm. let alone a football club. I think it's funny that he actually skillfully managed to negotiate West Brom out of the playoffs. That takes some doing. So I'm left with Pardew, who, depending on what side of him you see, you get two very drastic stories about him. So yeah, the lesser two of, for Pardew. He's the, lesser, yeah, the, lesser, the lesser of three evils, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, no, no. You both said that, and I would have to agree with you both. Uh, it would be Pardew on a one-year contract. because uh, Two reasons. A, well, I don't think we'd get him, because I think he's actually probably still under contract at Newcastle. Uh, I believe his contract <laughs> doesn't run out till about 2030 or something. You correct me, Matty, but I believe that is still the case. Oh, no, um, I, think, I think that contract has run out. It was an eight-year one. That was ridiculous. Yeah, but I think, for me, get him in for a year. He's a bit like Ranieri. He has a good first year, Pardew, wherever he goes, and then after that, it's kind of downhill. But if you have a look at his record, and funnily enough, I did, I think, a while ago, he always seems to do well at the start and then it go, goes off. Like you say, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust Bruce to change a nappy. And Southgate, as a club manager, he hasn't done anything. And just because he's got, as much as I like him as England manager for where he's got us so far in tournaments, I wouldn't want him at my club, no. Yeah. Um, do you know what gets me about Steve Bruce? You know Michael McIntyre, the comedian, he always says wherever he tours is his favourite place in Britain or wherever he's gone. And I feel like Steve Bruce is the equivalent of that because he always has a boyhood club, doesn't he? Yeah. He has a different team that he supports or is a boyhood club often. Uh, I can't yeah. wait for it. Oh, well, you know, I've always loved Leicester and my favourite club. Mind <laughs> no. you, Martin O'Neill had that, didn't he, with Leeds and Celtic? Well, yeah. He wanted to go to Leeds and... Well, yeah. we actually stopped him, and he actually was happy with that, wasn't he? Yeah. Now, yeah. This, this is going to be interesting because and Rich, Rich is in from Rich Sports, big Man United channel. He's outside, I ain't answering it, and you need yeah. to ban him. Um, this is a question I actually, I believe, if my memory serves me right, it, and forgive me if I'm wrong, Rich, it might not actually be yourself, but it was definitely a Man United fan, and I said to you, did you want to lose, to, uh, did you want to lose the game so that Ollie is sacked? Oh, do you want to get and he's come back in with would you prefer a win or keep uh, a win and keep Rogers or a heavy loss and get a new manager? And just before we, we go to David to answer that, I'm very surprised at this, Scott. Um, definitely a heavy loss. As much as I want Leicester to beat Forest, I think time for a managerial refresh is crucial. I personally, and it's just a personal thing, but I could never want my team to lose 
for whatever reason it is. I never wanted us to lose under 12. If we lost and he got sacked, that, that's football. But surely, surely, David, you're not going to say that you want us to lose just for Rodgers to go. No, but I think in the past I have resigned myself to losing when a manager was really bad. I think McClintock. Um, My I, God. <laughs> yes. well, we, oh. we were, we were going to lose. I we were losing we, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we scored five goals that year, didn't we, or something? Yeah. Um, but, um, no, I mean, I, I think he'll go anyway. Uh, mm. I think at the end of the season he'll go. But I think, I mean, he says he's the best person to lead the team forward. It was in the press conference, wasn't it? So yes. at least he's confident. But I reckon that um, at the end of the season, it'll be goodbye. When we've sorted out everything else, the fair play stuff, the the stadium has been developed, you know, mm. all the things around it. But I, I no, I want to win on on Monday. Us, it's going to be hell. Yeah. Can you imagine that sitting there with all those Forest fans? Oh, Get well, that's me. the other point as well, Scott, which uh, surprised me. It's, it's it's Forest as well, and you're happy to lose it, Brad. You, I don't you're care. much the same. I I don't care if it's the cursed Peter Taylor from I'm McClintock. I don't want my team to lose. I don't like watching my team lose, and I sure as hell, no matter my opinions, tongue in cheek or not, about Forest, I don't want us losing a derby. I don't care what it format is. I always want to beat them just for the lows, if nothing else. Mm. I mean, I would never ever be hoping that we get beat because, great, what does that do? That means that Leicester have gone five two six two and four nil or five nil. Each week that gap widens, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that is the mind the gap, as they say. Yeah, um, yeah. seven yeah. points adrift if we lose this one heavily. And then again, I think that's possibly the first thing we've agreed on all night. <laughs> no, Danny Ward. <laughs> no, no, we've been missing. Oh, Ward. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Danny Ward. Uh, David, again, as great as we have been at times during Brendan's tenure, do you think we make mistakes by not getting taller and more robust players? As good as we may be, we would still struggle set pieces on size alone. I don't know. Do you think so, Dave? Well, indeed, he's not a small guy, is he? Vestergaard's pretty big. Uh, robust is another matter. Yeah. Um, you want a Jerry Taggart, Steve Walsh, uh, Wes Morgan... There ain't many of those about anymore, not for less than 40 million. Um, but this guy might be all right. His neighbor keeps escaping me. Vaz. Vaz, <laughs> yeah. Um, I th- but then he's but maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me and Brad have imagined we've signed this player and we really haven't. And you know, <laughs> you're in the know. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for the work permit. <laughs> he went, miss, went missing against Tottenham, um, but yeah, I think that is a, an issue. And if you've got to, I mean, I still think uh, we've got a dominant goalkeeper, albeit makes mistakes at the back, which Casper wasn't good at. Um, but he didn't need to be half the time. And then when it changed, when Morgan packed up, Huth left, like that, Casper had to take over, uh, and he didn't. So. Yes, I think to have two big fellas, certainly at the back. Um, and I don't know about up front, but uh, you need to dominate that back four or back five. Um, we can't do it. We're pushed around. We're, we're bullied. Southampton bullied us. Can you ever imagine that happening, being bullied by Southampton? 
Well, as, we, I, as we I said, you know, 10 of the squad that started, it was in, or 10 of the 25 squad uh, that we had for the Southampton game this season were in the squad that beat them 9 0 three or four mm. seasons ago. Uh, so something's going wrong. Uh, I mean, I think I know Brendan's trying to change the way we play from just this sort of, you know, hoof it up and try and get Vardy on the end of it. But do you, do you think, you know, I mean, Vestergaard's tall, unless he jumps when he seems to sort of lose a couple of feet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Oh, Miss, we've not, we've rarely threatened set pieces for many years. We didn't actually score that many from corners when we had Hoof and, and, and Morgan. Not in the not in the Premier League winning years. We didn't score that many corners directly. We we were in and around the six yard box and it maybe went in a bit uncontroversial at times. But it wasn't like crossing the box on on a header on a sixpence. Um God, I feel like West Morgan only scored barely double figures goals throughout his whole time at Leicester, let alone in in in, in like an Elliot and Ball style. Um, so we've not really ever been that great to them. And we've got different dynamics out there. The game's changed a bit as well. Um, the defence, ironically, these days, concentrates on what it does a bit more. The defending side of things, the wing-backs are in fashion to getting forward. They're the attacking side of the defence, not the centre-backs going up, playing the strikers and whatnot. But we don't know what this foul can offer. He, he, he does look like a wish order. Uh, Marwan Fellaini at times with that hair but maybe that's just me only remembering such an iconic fair face with, with that style hair but he's not the shortest of defenders Evans has shown he could do it it's just just one of the things that Leicester dare, dare I say and I, I did say we weren't going to come back to this but the goal, tallest goalkeeper we've got is is Danny Everson oh yeah, but <laughs> no, just just throwing that one in there. Not. <laughs> I mean, we've joked before, but again, the thing is, you do that, then you have to change the dynamic of how you go about things. Because all of a sudden, then yeah. you're saying, right, the idea is try and win set pieces so we can get the big fellas up, and then you change yeah. the dynamics of how a lot of that squad plays and what normally we get the best out of. Obviously, yeah, not. Indeed. But... Gray says here, and I'm not looking forward because after these next five games, we have got Man City coming up. And I think I'm going to be hiding behind the sofa when we play them at there. I think it would be, as as Brad often says, Haaland could be just playing on his own. Um, yeah, it could be a long drive home, that guy. It, yes, yes, it could. Um, yeah, Matty says uh, it was an eight-year deal in 2012. So it's only just run out in fairness, only a couple of seasons ago. Wow. I thought he'd got wow. a new car. Has <laughs> he been coaching Saudi Arabia somewhere as well? I think he is. I think yeah. he's doing oh, something he like that. But the know. thing was, Newcastle, I think, was still playing part of his wages for, yeah. for those eight years, you know. Um, as as, as uh, Gray says here, definitely 100% Gray. It would be like committing suicide. No way we've got to win the game. Definitely agree. Um, uh, question is, he says, we... Until we out sing Forest Monday, I have got my doubts. But I don't think it's just Leicester being at home. I think any away team, the fans that go to follow the away team, and this is no disrespect to the home home fans, because not every home fan can get to an away game because of the points you need and get the tickets on travelling, etc. So 
I always think those people that go to away games are not the the, the real hardcore. Because I say I'm not not having to go at home home fans, but they will always make that bit more noise. You know, and oh, it sounds like it is when you when you sat in the middle of them. Would you not agree with that? I mean, Forest are going to come to this being no. away with the real singers in the thing, what have you, and and give it large. And yeah. we often say that with Leicester as well when we go away. Yeah, definitely, and that's why we've got to we've got to sort them out early on because if we don't, it'll be carnage. That's what I fear for. Really do. Um, I mean, yeah, someone just mentioned one in Liverpool. We were going through a bad patch then. And we we dug in. I don't think we really had much of the ball up front, but we won one nil, and we really showed passion as a team then. And that, that was probably one of the best performances, even though it was a crap game as such. But we yeah. really showed what we that we cared. We haven't showed that this year at all. Not even when we were winning. When we yeah. were winning, we looked we looked arrogant and cocky, and you know this that and the other. But. No. If only we'd have been able to have got rid of a Frenchman earlier and made brought in the goal scorer from that game. Who was it? What was his name? Oh, that was a blueprint. Yeah, that, that's that's one of my biggest regrets in this window that we weren't able to. And I get that, but we weren't able to make him an apparent player because by all accounts it was wanted. It's just we couldn't do it without now. Yeah. And maybe that does explain why we had a sudden urgency to try and get rid of someone like Vestigar. And that early doors to try and maybe fund that. Doug, Doug is in. I uh, don't know why I'm saying hello to you, Doug, after you predicted Leicester to lose three nil to Forest. Uh, <laughs> that's you off my uh, off my uh, guest list. Um, but no, um, last question, and it, we've, we've gone on a lot, but it's been a great show, and there's been lots of questions to get over um, and to get through, I should say. But last question to you, Dave. First of all. How important is it that we take the lead? Because if Nottingham Forest take a lead, let's say within the first four or five minutes, and they're going to come at us, we know that they're going to really do that. If they take the the lead that early, the crowd are not going to be forgiving, are they? No, I, I'd say normally it's vital, but then I was at Brighton, <laughs> um, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. we just knew as the game went on they were going to score a couple. You just knew it. And when we got the equaliser, that was almost a miracle. But, you know, then the heads dropped. So I think I'd like to hope, and somebody I think mentioned earlier, that there weren't enough Leicester lads in the team. And that's almost true. You know, these guys don't quite get it because Forrest had just come up uh, and they don't quite understand how vital it is. Um, but I think if Forrest score first, I, I think it'll, phew, I don't, I'd hate to think what it'll be like. Brad, I mean, do you agree with that? And do you do you not think that after what happened against Forest last season and the the outburst by the fans that was being covered on channels like this, on social media accounts, in the papers, that they must know how we as fans reacted to that. So if they don't understand what it means this time, then they should just be kicked out of the club. No, I mean. It's, it's not a lack of understanding. I never, I never think that it's a lack of understanding. I don't think you play the game of football with not understanding rivalry in football. Whether you take it to some extremes, like some do, you know that's that's neither here nor there. I do think you just brought up in football and rivalry. You're brought up around it as a kid. 
you see it in your homes, in your houses, you see it in mate's house growing up, you see it when you're playing in the Saturday leagues, they're the rival team, you've got to beat them. They see it always, you will be, it doesn't matter whether you're born there or not, if you play for that club, you know you've got to put the effort into that game. Um, you know, as we say, it goes full circle, doesn't it? It started, you know, the big crumbling results and performances mm. started from that 4-1 defeat cup. Um, mm. And now they've got round to the Monday night game. I kind of half-jokingly agree with Dave when he says, well, maybe we shouldn't score first because we seem to shit ourselves when that happens. Uh, <laughs> if we're going to score first, make it 96 minutes, please. I'd rather that. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. I can do that. As long as there's not any stuff on to follow it. We should go on. We, we, we have a habit of uh, not enjoying that. Any, any minutes after the 90th, and even the women... I have watched that goal day, uh, day. <laughs> I have watched that goal, Brad, and Wolf, well, you know. Keepers. And can I just say... Maybe uh, I was to go and play for them. Yeah, yeah. Like, can I just say that I am going to give myself this tonight. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I have not once got Dave's name wrong. That's it's a it. first. I'm impressed. Yeah, but you called me Dave just then. Yeah, but at least he was in uh, the chat. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got that stuck to my computer as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> talking of which, Dave, thank you so much, mate. You're welcome, well, lads. Nice to see you both. It's been really long, but it's been a great... That's what all this show is about. Uh, people are asking us questions. So thank you very much, sir. Um, I will see you next week and probably speak Indeed. to you during the week as well. Yeah, will do. Take care. See you, Brad. Thank you. Cheers, right, mate. mate. Cheers, Dave. Bye. Yes, through the whole show, got <laughs> his name wrong once. Oh, you don't get any extra points on the predictions league. <laughs> little, little, little steps, as they say. Brad, yeah, I say it's gone on great long, but it's been a great show. Without you know, we've gone through a lot of questions and including the uh, the goalkeeping situation. Uh, we're going to be back. You're not going to see me tomorrow because I've got my flu jab. Um, Sunday, I believe, isn't it? Come back, you can come with me to have my flu jab if you want. Uh, we are here on honestly. You see, this is this is my diary for all the shows this week. Hello. Look, I told you to colour inside the lines. We've talked about this. Don't don't know. Well, I don't know why I'm colour blind. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> um, yeah, one thirty Sunday um, in the Continental Cup, the women's football. Uh, we're away to Blackburn Rovers, and to the gentleman that said uh, when I posted the fact that we were doing a watch along to the last game, why is this in the um, why is this in the Facebook group? And I said because it's um, Leicester City. He goes, no, it's not. You can jog on, sir. You can jog on. Yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. have a place in the game. It's a game of yeah. football, not, yeah. not anything else football. So. Yeah. Um, and, and, and on a positive note, Chris, even though they're, they're, they're just as winless as the men's side, they're not bot. Teams have been far worse, haven't they, Chris, in the league format? Leicester at least been only losing by the... Well, they lost 2-0 to Villa, but they've been losing by the odd goal, haven't they? They've not been getting beat 4 or 5 nil. so they're not bot. Yeah. Something, yeah. I'm not I sure what you're getting at. I'm not sure what your point was there. I'll just agree. My point was it weren't bottom and not conceding like six twos. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, 
you put me off now. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. Otherwise, we'll probably be here till one in the morning. Check out Brad's new channel. Um, it is called Top Ten Battles on YouTube. It's the same channel as before. So if you were subscribed to a matter of opinion, it will transfer over. He's revamped it all. Go over, give him your support, give him a subscribe. Uh, at full time focus is in the description below. That's his Twitter. And you just reminded me, mate, I do need to, to update your details below for the top 10 battles. And it does what it says on the tin. So good luck with that. Your first show's next week. Um, good yes. luck and uh, hope it goes well. I will see you Sunday, sir. What yes, Thursday? mate. Look, looking forward to it. Look forward to it, mate. Maybe, maybe we'll actually see our first win of the season. Uh, we can only hope, can't we? Hey, <laughs> hopefully we'll get back to back ones. Who knows? Hey, that doing. would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> Cheers, Brad. Take care, Mud. But thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, take care, mate. No Cheers. worries. Bye bye. Uh, I think thanks to Brad and thanks to Dave as well. Um, great, enjoyed it. Thank you very much, there, Gray. Thank you. Uh, I'm surprised the police have allowed evening kickoff. It will kick off outside the football. To be honest with you, Gray, I think whatever time, that's my worry. I think whatever time it will kick off, I think we're going to have that that trouble. Uh, let's face it. Every every team has got its morons, hasn't it? So, look, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to be up early for a flu jab in the morning. Um, I tell you what, it'll be like, it will be like going to watch Arsenal. Full of little pricks. So we'll see you on the team. Good evening, Anthony. You wanted a joke, mate. There it was. Um, we'll see you on 30 on Sunday for the watch along. Thank you very much. Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining in. And if you've been listening on the podcast, thank you for doing that as well. Uh, let's just have one more. Kevin! Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Good night. Right off, Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. This week's episode has come to an end. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.